0: Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope, Chris Hasser and Troy Peverall in uh, the second part of a conversation that we think might go for a while uh, in different ways, but we're really talking about healing and restoration in our relationships and the reality of the world right now and probably forever (laughs) has been that relationships can be hard and difficult and um, there are a lot of different reasons why and 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 what we what we feel like is there are just certain barriers mm. to being able to to have you know healthy relationships and barriers to to bring healing into those relationships and i think troy i loved how you talked about oftentimes people who are in relationships they want them to be healthy they both want to work in that same direction but for some reason we just can't do it in some situations. And so if you didn't get a chance to listen uh, last time, we would encourage you to go back and listen to that episode because we do talk about a number of barriers in these relationships. And we're going to jump in today and kind of adding a few more. So Troy, um, tell us what's what's kind of another barrier that we want to talk about today.
1: You know, Chris, last week you you brought out so many good ones. Um, one of the ones that came to my mind as you were talking is, is just that we, we individually battle with fear. And I think when when we battle with fear of any kind, we we tend to stay away from uh, entering that relationship, or we bec- you know we become guarded, we become uh, abandoning it. We we don't put into the relationship the the healthy feelings of that relationship that we talked about last. Last episode as well, and it's fear based. And from I believe when there's fear, it's it's worthy for us to go to some important places in Scripture that refer to fear. Excuse me, and I would say fear. When I think of this verse, that fear is a spirit. It's referred to as a spirit in Scripture. You can look and, and see throughout scripture where fear becomes the tool or the mechanism by which the enemy uses to keep that bar- the barriers there, the impasse there inside of relationships. And we know from the beginning of time within the relationship of marriage even, um, you know, Satan entered the garden and and they did not know know anything with sin. They were the only it was the only relationship and institution that anyone has ever known that was sin free until that time. And there was, there was an interaction with the enemy um, that, that put in a sense of fear in the couple of thinking that that God was holding out on them. And so from that grew the birth of sin in man. And so when I look at fear, I'm like, we, we need to wrestle with fears in a way that is conducive to seeing healing. And what I think we tend to do is we we use the word control comes to my mind. We begin to control because we don't like the feeling of fear and we through that I would say control becomes a tool as well as that the enemy begins to use. So I think a barrier inside of relationships that means so much to us is fear and control.
0: So let me ask you this. When it comes to kind of your experience. Um, What are some of the things that we are most fearful of in our relationships? Uh, Relationships, especially even in marriage, I think
1: become a mirror, you know, inside a relationship with someone, the truth is told. Like, you know, I can even hear the good stuff, perhaps, hopefully coming from Chris and myself. And it's, I believe the things that we're talking about, we're aimed for truth. We're not the creator of truth, but we want to be truthful. Just truth itself is so good, but I am a person. And so I think one of the barriers to relationship is that if I live inside of this relationship, the guard has to come down, vulnerability has to be there for the relationship to work. It's like a mirror. And when we look in a mirror, we see ourselves in those moments only. And we either like it or don't, mm-hmm. but when we leave that mirror, we don't carry with it uh, this awareness of what we really look like. Yeah. And sometimes we don't want to. That's right. <laughs> we're not We're not going to look. I ain't <laughs> looking there. I think relationships are a mirror of the yeah. truth. And so we don't like to see that. So you're right. What happens is, and this is one of the things you pointed at the last time, it brings up our insecurities. <clears throat> so relationships show us the the whole side. And so that part right there, ultimately we don't like it and so what we do our pride creep creep uh, creeps up and we we want to cover that mirror mm-hmm. we don't want to be seen we want to erase it we don't like it we fight against the other person we play the victim as we talk about we make the other person you know the one at fault and so this relationship already at that point it doesn't work or jive because we know the principles of relational health that God created comes from humility yeah you know and when I think there's a verse that talks about um, you know uh, that once we are at that humble place, um, God's power is given to us. That verse will hit me here in a minute. but so that place is the place that we have to go. If I'm going to be humble and cross that threshold of be vulnerable, then it means I'm able to look inside the mirror and not be afraid, not fearing it, but being able to stand there with it.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Okay, and what are a couple other things that you may see as barriers in these relationships? Another one is, <clears throat> how do you, this is a
1: more of a cultural thing, I think, over the last 20 years, all but it's just risen in its depth. And I would say it's it's technology in this way. Uh, in premarital counseling, one of the things that I have done is I have added technology as one of the big f- six factors that you need to talk about because I've seen so much unhealthy uh, usage of technology inside of relationships that, that are, that's so bad or poor for communication. It, it takes how relationships and God designs it it takes it out of that picture, a very important thing, which is communication. For instance, <clears throat> I can't call up God on a, on a device. I can't do that. He doesn't answer like that. And so we have we have taken devices in a way that that feels safest to us. And we've hidden behind it. And instead of talking, which requires this face-to-face interaction where body language, while not trying to, you, you get the whole picture. And so what we've done is we have instead texted. Well, people get bold behind devices and texting and i can say it better or clearer because i have time to think about it perhaps i have time to write it rewrite it yeah rewrite it (laughs) change it yeah i have the ability to just be bold behind technology and what that actually does on the receiving end is it doesn't put it in the context of clear communication i can't read body language I'm like, where are you coming from? I misunderstand what you're saying. And this back and forth of communicating in that way, I have seen more destruction than good.
0: It's funny as you say that, like the word that comes to mind for me too, is it, it can be a little bit inauthentic yeah. in that, it, let's say you and I are in a conflict mm-hmm. and we're going to text back and forth about it. Right there's a kind of a natural reaction that i have the body language that you're mentioning something that would come out of me if we're talking to one another but if i have the if i have 45 minutes to type up a text and and before i push send i can rethink it and i can change this word and i can change that sentence like th- there's a <coughs> there's an agenda piece to that there's a manipulation mm-hmm. piece to that that is not authentic right and so so in some ways what i hear you saying is we we have eliminated some of the inauth uh, some of the authenticity of it of the face to face relationship because of our yeah. desire to stay away from the conflict. Yeah, that's which right. which you know for me in in some of these conversations that's where where I want us to to eventually talk about is how often in relationships we avoid the hard conversations and we avoid the conflict which only. Um, contributes to the difficulty and, yeah. and makes the healing and restoration sometimes harder. Right. But I, like, it's just, just dawning on me that, that sometimes we think if we have more time to think about it, more time to text it, more time to, to, mm-hmm. to, to wordsmith it, it's better, but it's inauthentic.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Cause it's not
0: what's really coming out of me. Right. <laughs> right. And the person doesn't get to, experience <laughs> they don't know that. Yeah. Right. They, they know the curated version of you, even in the conflict. Yeah. I think it, I think it,
1: removes the buffer that, that we were meant for in communication. You know, I can, you know, if I'm going to have a difficult conversation or inner conflict, and I know that may be coming, sometimes things come up immediately. So it's, it's a little different, but when things, you know, are, are transpiring and you need to have a good conversation. I have, you know, if I'm not doing it through technology, but I'm doing it through perhaps a planned time to sit down, I'm praying about it. Of not reacting to it over a device, and I think that from that it, there's just a lot more buffering that's needed for a better conversation to take place versus the reactionary, impulsive, bold, mm-hmm. inauthentic yeah. text that we send back and forth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: that's right. Okay. Anything else that you can think of before we take a break that that feels like a barrier to healing and restoration in relationships?
1: I, I would go to um, another one would just be, you know, our lives are being just so um, busy that we are we are depleted from the uh, energy that's needed. I would say in a sense, it's like we're we are running out of gas uh, when it comes to relationships, and because we've just depleted ourselves so much in other directions. And I think as a result of that, it's just easier not to go there. Yeah, you know, right. and and not have the input because we don't we're we're out of gas. Yeah, and so it goes back again to why what do you do with that? And we don't want this to be complex, but keeping yourself emotionally healthy, um, to have a stamina for the relationships that do matter. Um, and in so many directions, especially if you're in the people business, it's like I need to fill that tank up so that I can not run out by the time I get home. And sometimes I am, you know, and so keeping that tank full or at least gas enough to get through good relationships. Yeah, that's
0: great. OK, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about just some more practical things that we can do to be able to help maybe um, infuse a little bit of healing and restoration into our relationships. You're listening to A Voice of Hope.
2: Thanks for listening to A Voice of Hope. This is a listener-supported ministry by folks like you. We're so glad that you've joined us. A Voice of Hope has been created as a nonprofit ministry to encourage our listeners with helpful resources for hopeful living as we navigate challenging days together. Through lighthearted, easy conversations between our host, Troy Peverell and Chris Sasser, along with their guests, it's our desire that you'll become a voice of hope in your community. Hey, let's change the narrative of the last few years to encourage peace over stress, exchange joy for sorrow, and share the message of hope over despair. Simple steps like these can profoundly impact your community and change lives. Everyone has a story to share, and we would love to hear yours. So check us out on the web at mi1.net. That's mi1.net. It's the best place to find out more about A Voice of Hope, send an email, and find a secure place to give. Hey, thanks for listening. We're so grateful for this time together.
0: Welcome back to A Voice of Hope. Chris Hasser and Troy Pepper all having a conversation around uh, just really restoration and healing in our relationships. There are so many kind of barriers to relationships nowadays and barriers to this restoration and healing. And uh, we just feel like we got to keep identifying these and talk about them. Because for me, uh, in, in you know, some relationships that I'm in, just awareness is so important for, for me and for others to be aware of sort of what some of these barriers are, of the, the way that I'm operating, the way you know we all operate in relationships. If we don't know... <laughs> yeah what some of these things that are kind of maybe going on under the Mm. surface are we're going to just continue to 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 live in difficult yeah (laughs) and poor relationships i was going to ask you a question
1: because i we're talking about relationships and when it comes to the difficulty of having conversations with people um and we've talked about the you know trying to do it in a way that's not so tech oriented um but when you think about having difficult conversations what are some of the things that you try to do that helps you for those times that that's going to happen?
0: I think the, the thing that comes to mind the most is the um, the need to stay current. Mm. And so it's, you know, oftentimes we can wait to have, you know, a hard conversation when there's, you know, healing and restoration that needs to happen and, you you know, 17 things have piled up mm. that we feel like we need to have that conversation about because we're, we're sometimes reluctant to have that conversation like in a moment or, yeah. or to kind of be having that conversation all along. And what it, what it, what it takes is it takes trust in the relationship. Yeah. And, and so I think, you know, one of the, the most important things to, to be healthy in the way that you can have those conversations is to actually have them often.
1: Yeah. Right. Because
0: good. because we all have things that, that happen every single day, I'm sure, with folks who, who are in our lives where they need to be telling yeah. us things that are kind of bugging us, and we maybe need to be telling them. And I think it's this dance of having kind of the, the emotional maturity that we've already talked about, yeah. of not letting everything that happens in a relationship you know, tick you off Right. And, and spiral you down. But also when there are those moments mm-hmm. that do rise to the level of needing to have a conversation. Just have it, right? <laughs> Instead of piling these things up and having it. So, like so I, they, I think, yeah, which yeah. we're, we're not necessarily current enough with no. our relationships, and maybe that is an indication of um, a lack of trust in the relationship. Right. That we, we that's not the kind of relationship we can have. Right. Because you're going to respond poorly, or I'm going to respond poorly, or whatever. Mm. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. Is so good. You, it's you keeping, got to stay current.
1: It's it's good. Good staying in the now, yeah. that you're, like you're talking about, keeps it. It's so much more, um, there's a win there. Yeah. <laughs> I re- I had recalled, we were talking, I was recalling a time where a, um, a friend actually came, somehow we went into some conversation and a friend had uh, revealed at some point, this was like a year and a half to two years later that he was bothered by something that I'd said. And I honestly could not remember Anything right that he was talking wasn't about. even a blip on the radar right. for you. And but but listening to the content of it, I I knew, I knew I knew myself or know myself enough to know that how how he perceived whatever that was, was was not tr- true because yeah. I know myself right. In that you way. would
0: never have said it right that way with the way he, or or right. yeah sure. So
1: in that and I think we all can do this. So this is not a slide on him. It's just. It's just human nature that in that we let things build up and yep. we don't go forward. That's right. They do actually can build up. Sure. And we're at a disadvantage. The person that may not have know that like that you're upset at something. So you have to keep it in the now. If you can't step away and deal with it, in a, you know, in a good way where you let go of it, right. then it needs to be brought back up to that. That's person.
0: right. Yeah, for sure. That's good. For sure. Yep. What are some other things that you think of that are kind of some barriers to these he, this healing and restoration in relationships?
1: Letting go of hope comes to my mind. There's a verse in Proverbs that says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. I think just letting go of hope in the relationship, um, because you have just felt that you've went f- through it so long and there's so much difficulty and you're just, you're just tired. So your heart truly goes to the place of despair and, and hope feels lost. And I, I, I get that. And I know that that in a sense that is, is the scriptural definition of your heart is sick. And so from that, I would go, okay, does that mean that hope cannot return? And the answer to that is, is no. But it is it, it does represent that your heart is sick. So from that, I would say, what do you do? What can be done here? And I believe there really is a direction that a longing fulfilled can be a tree of life. So you have this heart sickness because hope has been deferred for so long. But then you have this longing that you once knew and it can return to you as a tree of life. So the question becomes, how does a tree grow? How does a tree gain the nurtur- nurturing to believe once again? And you may not see if you rely upon the relationship improvement, then you're, you're, you're going to be disappointed enough that your heart stays sick. So there has to be a belief in something greater than what you see, it's Mm -hmm. faith, this walk with God to believe in what we cannot see that actually propels us to believe that this thing can get better. So I think letting go of hope becomes the barrier to why the relationship is really struggling and healing can't take place.
0: Yeah, I think oftentimes when we let go of hope, um, we just stop making any kind of an effort. Yeah. And, and what's, I think, kind of most tragic is when you let go of hope mm. within a relationship that's always going to be a part of your life, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, marriage relationship, a, a, a sibling relationship, a parent-child mm. child relationship, whatever. Um, you know, to, to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm. there might be some relationships, maybe some of the distant ones that kind of you were talking about, that if, if I let go of hope in that relationship... Kind of the the consequences, if you will, may not be as bad. I don't want my heart to be sick. Right, right. <laughs> I want to pay attention to that. Yeah. But letting go of hope in the relationships that are critical to to yeah. who God's created you and your family yeah. and your kind of ecosphere to be. Yeah. We just can't do that. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we have to figure out how to not let go of hope in those relationships.
1: It is. I mean, it, the thing is, though, Chris, on this one as well as the one that you know will go into this. I think the reality from what I can see around me is that I think that, are, that we're at a time or in a time where I believe there's more feeling of hopelessness inside of relationships than I can ever remember. Um, and if that's true, and I believe it is, I want to acknowledge the difficulty of that because that, that is just hard. People want to feel a sense of hope in relationships. And so I would just say to every listener, um, I empathize with that difficulty and that pain. Um, it's real. There are people that matter to you that you want this relationship to be better. Um, I would go to this place. So, to say that, you know, maybe it's a step away and I'm sure you've done this, but I would encourage you even now as you listen to step away and just ask the Lord, you know, God, would you restore this relationship here? Would you just cause something to happen to where there's movement made under heaven by you that this relationship has a a glimmer of hope and light? And do that and and just watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, devote yourselves to prayer. Be watchful and thankful. Watch what God does inside of, of his word for you in that relationship. Yeah. I'll give you an example. We were talking about distant relationships. Just this past week I was at church and I I um and I've been thinking about this a little bit and I was thinking about relationships that I miss, that just kind of faded away a little bit and there was no necessarily problems but there were in the relationship but that but that's not why the relationship distance came but i was praying god would you return just return that to me and i had a call from somebody this week and it it was like wow okay there was a there was a prompting by god for me to reach out to another person and it was a fantastic Time to just meet with this person again. Yeah, love that. Oh, so I'm I'm saying all these relationships are not, you know, intimate relationships, um, or you know, but they are intimate in the sense of the connection that we have in faith. Yeah, and so God wants to restore us to Himself, and God wants His body to be restored to each other.
0: That's right. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation, reconciling people to Him. That's awesome, and us to one another. Okay. Um, Real quick, as you finish, any other um, kind of barriers that you can see to healing and restoration in relationships?
1: I would say just on top of the prayer that I was encouraging as well as praying as I was talking (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, to everyone is that I I go back to to something I was mentioning earlier about fear. Um, And I would just, let me read this verse to you. It says, for the spirit of God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. And I love the fact that inside this verse talking about a spirit of fear is the word love. So that the antithesis there is, is love. And so think about another verse this perfect love drives out all fear. And so there is a place, though you fear what's happening inside this relationship, though you fear the conflict, though you fear that it's never going to get better, though you fear. Are intrepid about walking within that relationship, claim this verse as God has given it to you and know that he's not given that spirit of fear to you and know that inside of, of his, his desire is that love would prevail and love conquers fear, love drives out fear. So maybe it's the question of God in light of this and I can't fix this relationship, I am going to trust you and that you would fill my heart with love anyway for this person. It's impossible to have unconditional love without sinful people. Mm-hmm. They can't go yeah, to That's right. They cannot go to without. I yeah. mean that's what it is. And so God can take this flawed relationship and he can make it the relationship that he designed it to be.
0: That is so beautiful, and talk about a voice of hope right there from Troy Peverall. Yeah, so hopefully uh, today's been been helpful for you. Uh, we are going to continue this conversation next time, talking about just some practical things that we can continue to do to kind of uh, institute some some restoration and healing into our relationships. Don't forget if you want more information about the ministry, you can always go to mi1.net. Um, you can email us, you can donate to the ministry just to help kind of keep things going. We would love for you to do that. Thanks for listening to A Voice of Hope.